Hi, Rodney Jane here from Bob Jane T-Marts. Specialists in tyres and wheels for over 50 years. We stock what tradies need. Tyres, wheels or batteries, we've got you covered. Steel or alloy wheels, 15 inch plus. Big brands such as Monster, R08, CSA, Fuel, PDW and Dynamic. A massive range. Tyres, we love tyres. All-terrain, mud-terrain, 4x4 and SUV tyres. We stock all the top brands such as Bridgestone, BF Goodrich, Falcon, Goodyear, Michelin and Yokohama. Make your 4x4 ute or van look awesome. Cracking deals at Bob Jane T-Marts. We won't be beaten on price. We'll look after you. Test season apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Coco sounds off on supercars and the new owners won't like his verdict. Have a go hero, Anton Di Pasquale makes his mark. Co-driver Crunch, the race for the remaining Bathurst seats. Plus, Scott McLaughlin on his IndyCar comeback. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. You're going to love this. Supercar's founding father, Tony Cochran, has spoken out on the series he invented. And as usual, Coco doesn't hold back. Speaking exclusively to Parked Up Plus, the controversial former V8 Supremo delivers his verdict on supercars and where it's gone wrong since he was sidelined. This season is the 25th anniversary of what started as V8 supercars in 1997 and coming up to a decade since Cochrane was ousted in the wake of Archer Capital's takeover in 2012. Back in the motorsport spotlight as boss of the New World Supercross Championship, TC reveals that his latest venture reminds him very much of V8 Supercar startup. It's really interesting starting this now, um, 25 years on, um, how many of the problems that we've got are the same as the problems I had back then. You know, it's... Uh, Many of the challenges and many of the dynamics are very much the same. Um, so, again, I'm sharing a lot of those uh, war stories, as it were, with uh, the management team because the, um, you know, I, I've I've done those hard yards and I've had that experience. So, um, I'm able to play a role in, in guiding in that um, same vein. Um, supercars was look a tremendous part of my life. Um, you know, uh, I, I was uh, uh, richly rewarded on two fronts. Firstly, on the personal front, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, for most part, I enjoyed the experience. And as I said, I made a lot of great friends out of it and had a lot of fun. Um, and we took Australian motorsport to a level that had never been contemplated before. Uh, I think even our biggest critic would say that what we did with Supercar was um, quite extraordinary. Cochrane reckoned dropping V8 from the name of supercars was a big mistake. Dropping it was madness because uh, the concept behind dropping it um, from a few lunatics was that 
we could then run any different power plants and we weren't relying on V8s because V8s were dying and, you know, fans um, weren't buying cars anymore with V8 engines and, and all of that crap. Um, look, V8 supercars was aspirational. At, at no stage did I or certainly the, the smarties in the room that, um, that I was talking with, at no stage did we believe that our audience were all out there desperately wanting to buy a V8 car. Um, V8 supercar is racing, is aspirational. And our audience, most of our fan base, love the sound, they love the atmosphere, they love, they love what it brought, they love the um, uh, sense of occasion that it brought. Um, they, weren't, um, they, they weren't particularly there because one day they hoped to own a V8 car and it was madness to to make that leap of faith and to then get rid of it on the assumption that you know we've got to you know the world's changed and you know we've got to change with it but wait there's more coco regrets that supercars has become too politically correct lamenting the demise of grid girls and charges that his successes have alienated the fan base. If you just keep cutting off stuff because you want to be politically correct, then all you do is isolate your fan base and you don't end up with as many fans as you once had. And I think that's one of V8 Supercar's problems today. Sorry, Supercar's problems today. They, they, they don't have the fan base they used to have. I mean, they get excited about the TV ratings today. Gosh, in my day, those TV ratings, you know, would have been, you know, we would have been suicidal drawing in those sorts of numbers. So you've got to be very, very careful how you handle your fan base. And I, and we had a very loyal fan base. We had a big, big fan base and a very loyal fan base. Um, you know, we had big crowds, even, even at places like Winton and Tasmania, we, we used to get very big crowds. In a warning to the race consortium that took over supercars late last year, Cochrane is appalled by the lack of growth in the past decade. Um, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm sad because, you know, I spent, I spent nearly 17 years of my life building it up to be something really big and important and, and, and global. Uh, you know, I, I had the enormous vision that, you know, it could become, certainly it could become the, um, the uh, a major category of what I call the Indian, Asian and the Pacific Basin. We started, uh, you know, we had a number of races overseas and, you know, people may criticise them, but they were very financially successful for the business. You know, um, we, we got a footprint going in North America, which um, Archer then immediately shut down after I left. Uh, there was, you know, I, I'm so I'm sad that it's, it, it hasn't kicked on and hasn't become, you know, bigger than, you know, because when you want to, when you, when you have something like that, when it's your baby, as it were, um, I guess, Mark, what you hope is that you take it to a point and then you leave and you watch it get bigger. Um, and, you know, that, that's really the role of somebody like myself. You know, we get something, we take it for a period of time and then we hand it over in better shape than we got it. And then the next person runs with it and, and they build it again and they hand it over in better shape than the last guy and you know it's 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 a real disappointment to me that that it hasn't kicked on and become much bigger than when i left it you know i mean it should be twice the business 
whatever, whatever it is today should be twice what it was when, you know, over 10 years ago. Well, maybe not twice, but heading towards twice. I don't think anybody out there, in all fairness, is saying it's now twice the business it was when I was there. Among his other entrepreneurial activities, Coco heads SX Global, which has secured the rights to the FIM World Supercross Championship. The heavily revamped indoor stadium motorcycle title starts with a three-round pilot series beginning at Cardiff in Wales on the same weekend as the Bathurst 1000, October 9 and 10. WSX is planned to expand around the world, including Australia, over the next few years. Backed by Abu Dhabi sovereign wealth fund Mabadella, Tony Cochran promises that WSX will be an entertainment spectacular. The Gold Coast-based entrepreneur explained why, at 68, he's making a comeback to big-time motorsport promotion. When I say I don't know how to stop, I, 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 it sounds corny, but I truly mean it. You know, I, I don't know how to stop. I want to keep doing stuff. And, um, I, I, you know, fundamentally, as you know, because you observe me over a long period of time, at, at, at the core of my heart, I, I love motorsports. I, I, I love the crowds. I, I love the atmosphere. You know, I love the, the camaraderie of pit lane, as it's probably the one thing I really miss out of the V8 supercar days. The camaraderie in pit lane was uh, tremendous. The cut and thrust and the, and the bullshit that went on up and down the pit lane was, you know, a, a terrific load of fun. Um, there, yes, there were lots of times when it was angst and, you know, probably hideous and some characters that uh, I'd rather not have dealt with. But, you know... Overall, it, it, it was a tremendous um, spirit and a tremendous amount of fun. And, you know, I, I, I do miss that. There's no question I do miss that side. So all of those things contributed into me throwing my hat in the ring and deciding I'd be president of SX Global, which is the company behind um, the FIM World Supercross. These have just been the headlines of Tony Cochran's most expansive post-supercars interview in years. There's much more. And you'll hear it all on Grant Rowley's Parked Up on Thursday. The big talking point from the Townsville 500 was the last race, last corner clash. Anton De Pasquale's lunge on Shane Van Gisbergen was optimistic and ugly. But it made ADP a bit of a hero for having a big go at SVG. More on that incident and its ramifications at the end of the show. Behind the scenes at Townsville, well, not much scuttlebutt. Speculation about Will Davison's future at DJR seems redundant as his front-running pace persists, but some still maintain that Will Brown is set to leave Erebus for that seat. Now, Davo has been linked to a switch to Premier Racing, and now also Mark Winterbottom. Frosty's future at Team 18 is unresolved, leaving him open to a move. If James Golding works out, Premier Racing is likely to partner him with an experienced hand. Still up for grabs are as many as eight co-driver seats for the Bathurst 1000. Premier Racing needs two drivers, while Team 18, Matt Stone Racing, BJR and Matt Charter's wildcard entry all need a driver each to complete the grid for the great race. Michael Anderson's Mustang wildcard, as we revealed last week, remains in doubt. And if that goes ahead, with or without Anderson behind the wheel, 
there's another one or two slots. Super 2 leading star Tyler Erringham has moved into a prime spot to secure one of the seats after some speedy form in the development series. He's being touted as a leading contender to suit up alongside Scott Pye, Team 18, replacing Golding. And as Grant Rowley found out, Everingham not only wants to secure an enduro drive, he's eyeing a full-time drive in the Supercars Championship next year. So Tyler Everingham, a important time in your career now. You've already done a Bathurst 1000, but there's a couple of seats in the main game for an endurance drive at Mount Panorama. What, what do you reckon your chances are of getting one of them? Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely pretty keen to get a, a co-drive this year. Um, I think it'll be critical moving forward. Um, I'm looking at trying to push on to the main series next year. So that's, um, that's going to be a big step to try and get a co-drive this year to, to get that experience there. This is your third year in Super 2. It is time to move up. Is That's just the natural progression. Is next year the time to step into the main series? Um, yes, I think so. I feel like I'm, I'm ready. Um, we've shown some pretty consistent results. Um, everything's going well this year. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I'm ready for the next step. Other drivers also in contention for endurance drives include Triple Eight Super 2 driver Cameron Hill, Jaden Ojeda and ousted Premier driver Gary Jacobson. More after this short break. Hey there race fans, we think Parked Up is great, but if you need a change of pace and tone, tune into the Girls on the Grid podcast with Priya Richards and Tanea McLeod. It's all motorsport, but spoken from a female point of view. Girls on the Grid, every Monday on all your favourite podcast platforms. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. Former supercar star Scott McLaughlin is back in IndyCar title contention after his recent win at Mid-Ohio. McLaughlin is buoyed by his return to form, but admits the next round on the streets of Toronto next week will be telling. Definitely was a great, uh, you know, a great big step for us. Um, You know, we've shown pace over the last month or so, just haven't put it together and um, certainly now, um, sort of knocked it, you know, right in there now and, and uh, you know, be able to get a win, you know, gets us back in that sort of that closer bracket. We're still a bit of, of a way to go, but, um, you know, that puts a bit more belief in, in, in us. And, and um, but at the end of the day, we're in a position where we can't afford a bad race right now. We've, we've just got to keep knocking out good ones, but um, you know, continuing to execute. And next stop, Toronto, street circuit. How are you feeling about that one? Yeah, look, it's um, it's one of those. I'm I'm excited because I know our street course package is really strong and 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 it really suits me how I want to drive the car. Um, but I'm 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 obviously wary of not being there before, not having been there actually just before this call. I was looking at some footage, getting ready to go, um, to the simulator here in the next few days, um, just to get sorted with everything there for Toronto. Um, but it looks like an awesome street circuit. Can't wait to get there. Can't wait to race in Canada. I've, I've never been to Canada in my life, so it'll be my first time ever there. So, um, yeah, super excited. Scotty is part of a Team Penske party with Aussie veteran Will Power second in the standings and Joseph Newgarden third as McLaughlin stays in touch in seventh. Yeah, no, it's the, the vibe of, like, you know, us working together as well uh, within the two... The, the three cars, <coughs> excuse me, um, is really cool. Um, you know, everyone is really, uh, the camaraderie between all of us is really, really strong. 
um, you know, we're working together as, as well as we really can be, I think. Uh, we joke around, we hang out, but we really all want to beat each other. And it's very, you know, it's it's all put out in the open. Everyone knows how much we want to beat each other, but it's like a competitive rivalry that we really enjoy. And I think it's rubbing off on the guys. It's rubbing off, off on, you know, some of the engineers and the, the mechanics and you know, everyone involved and everyone's getting behind that same energy. And, and it's, yeah, it is a very positive vibe at the moment. I mean, six out of the nine races, we've won. Joseph's won three, I've won two, and Will's won one. It's, it's you know, it's something really cool. They're probably the biggest, you know, I guess, um, sad a part of the year was Indy, but we've got a chance to make up for some of that and we'll make sure that we uh, are strong towards the rest of the year that hopefully one of us can win the championship. Last week, we reported plans to make S5000 more competitive. Now we've learned that a car is on its way to the USA. This is not, as has been speculated, part of a move to sell S5000 overseas. GRM boss Barry Rogers is adamant they're not looking to offload the series. But of course, he'd be happy if the Big Bang of V8 open-wheeler concept took off across the Pacific. The car dispatched to the States is on loan to American racing patron David Bird, who has backed Aussie James Davison in NASCAR. It's for Bird's son Nathan to trial ahead of a possible entry in next year's Australian Drivers' Championship. While there's interest from the USA, Barry Rogers maintains that GRM is not looking to sell S5000. Back after this brief message. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the home straight. Porsche protégé Aaron Love has confirmed that he'll compete in the Porsche Super Cup at Paul Ricard in the south of France at the end of next week. It'll be the West Australian's second drive in the top level of Carrera Cup competition having made his debut at Silverstone last week. Love was at Townsville, making a cameo appearance in the Bob Jane T-Mars Porsche during round four of the Carrera Cup Australia. He told Grant Rowley that he's looking forward to returning for another start in Super Cup, plus more local and international racing. We're going to be doing Paul Ricard in Super Cup, which would be really good because that's the team's home track. So we've done a couple of test days there. So that's in a couple of weekends time. So I'll have a weekend off between now and then, which is, which is nice. But um, obviously when you're busy driving race cars, it's hard to complain. How much prep do you have to do in, in the lead up to Paul Ricard? Have you ever been there before? Uh, I've done a couple of test days there, but like every round in every racetrack you go to, you obviously put your best foot forward, you know, with the old saying, fail to prepare, be prepared to fail. So obviously you put 100% into your preparation with video data and making notes about the track. So even if you've been there a million times or you've been there once or even never, you know, you go in there with just amount of effort in putting your focus into the weekend and trying to get that best result possible come race day. And we love seeing you back here in the 999 Bob Jane T-Mart's Porsche for Sonic. 
Can we see you back here in Australia again for another round or two if, uh, if your very busy calendar allows for it? Yeah, definitely. It's something I'd love to do, obviously. Like I've said, it's, it's like being at home when I come back and race with these guys. It's uh, really nice, but um, obviously we've got to try and fill that hole in terms of budget-wise, which is just the classic story, I guess, with motor racing. But um, yeah, for sure, I'd love to come back. Uh, We've got a couple of rounds with options with the Bend in a few weeks time but also Bathurst and Gold Coast so obviously the big weekends like Bathurst and Gold Coast would be the really important ones to do so we'll just see what we can piece together and hopefully come back and get back down to business. And we're on the home straight. Plenty of action in Townsville and drama in the Formula One Austrian Grand Prix. Here's Grant Rowley with his wrap up of the weekend's major racing. Shane Van Gisbergen's two dominant wins at the NTI Townsville 500 were not the only racing activities around the feisty Reed Park street circuit in North Queensland. Super 2 saw a dramatic swing of fortunes for the title contenders, with Tyler Everingham and Zach Best finishing first and second on Saturday, before Bathurst wildcard racer Declan Fraser took the spoils on Sunday. In a series-changing twist, Everingham and Matt Payne were involved in a start-line incident in race two that put both out. Best also ran into troubles, leaving Fraser to take the win and the title lead ahead of Triple Eight teammate Cameron Hill. In Carrera Cup, quick Kiwi man Callum Hedge took his maiden round win ahead of Jackson Walls and former champion David Wall. Jeff Emery won the Pro-Am class, while Tony Quinn suffered a fractured leg, among other injuries, in a frightening clash with the concrete on Saturday. The Toyota Gazoo 86 Series saw a new winner in the form of Clay Richards. The third-generation driver took victory in race three, his first in the class. Lockie Gibbons was the overall winner for the meeting, ahead of Richards and Zach Bates. Golf Western Oil Touring Car Masters was the domain of Ryan Hansford and Taranis. Hansford steered his A9X example to two wins, ahead of Bow in his SLR 5000 and Andrew Fisher in another A9X. Michael Arman was doing double duties, driving in both Touring Car Masters and Carrera Cup, but his weekend was cut short after Sunday's last TCM race, where the brakes failed on his Chevrolet Camaro. Arman slammed into the back of Cameron Tilley's popular Valiant Pacer, causing significant damage to both cars. Medical staff ruled Armin out of the final Carrera Cup race due to the impact. In Formula 1, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari climbed back onto the top step of the podium at the Austrian Grand Prix. Despite a late drama with a throttle pedal issue, Leclerc defeated title leader Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton finished third, while Carlos Sainz retired from third place with a power unit failure in the closing stages. Mick Schumacher scored a career-best sixth, while Australian Daniel Ricciardo took a points finish, crossing the line in ninth. That's the racing wrap from Home and Abroad. I'm Grant Rowley, reporting for Parked Up Plus. Coming up this weekend, Rally Estonia on Stan Sport. Finally, that clash between Anton Di Pasquale and Shane Van Gisbergen. Water under the bridge or an ongoing sore point? Chad Nalon grilled the protagonists in Sunday's post-race media conference. Here's SVG's take on the incident. Yeah, like I, I reckon it's exciting for everyone and, um, yeah, for, for him to have a go, for sure. But, um, yeah, getting spun out is never fun, but um, here's what it is. 
Well done. Was it sporting of Anton to try and give it back straight away? Yeah, it was pretty obvious that he mucked up. Like when watching the onboard, he locked the left front straight away and just, yeah, missiled into me. But um, as I said, like, he probably doesn't feel bad. He probably feels better because he had a go and I got nothing wrong with that. Why did you not accept his opportunity to redress? don't know. <laughs> You're a very smart racer. Thanks. You think about everything from behind the wheel. Yeah. Were you hoping that he might get more of a penalty if you cross behind him? Yeah, I probably thought that at the time, yeah. But you weren't sure exactly how that would play out? Oh, I don't know. I know that the re redress rule isn't a thing anymore, um, officially. But, um, yeah, I just cruised across the line. When you got out of the car in uh, Park for May, yeah. in Pertec Victory Lane, you said to Jess on the coverage, he had a go, you had to respect that. Yep. So why didn't you shake his hand? I was angry at the time and uh, I wanted to celebrate with my guys. And then after the interviews, I went and, went and saw him and said pretty much what I said to Jess. Like, I don't mind that he had a go. I'm angry I got spun out, but um, I'm happy we're having a battle. And um, I, I got no problem with that. But yeah, I, I, maybe he could have done it better. See what he has to say. But um, I, was, I was angry. In response, ADP was contrite but firm. Last lap of a big race, and I was, I, was, I was done the closing pretty quick, so I had a crack. Um, most people in the same position would do the same thing. So, yeah, no, no message or anything like that. Just uh, trying to have a good race. Can you talk us through the moment from, okay, you've hit him, you know you've done wrong, and then from that moment between then and crossing the finish line, what was going through your mind? Um, yeah, well, as soon as I sort of turned in, I was sort of halfway through it, and then just, just locked the front and then ran into his rear door. And then as soon as that point, I was like, I tried to back, obviously you can't back out of it, but tried to not sort of stick with it and then just redress across the line and back to where we were. That's about it. So that's sort of how it played out anyway. So the, the guys upstairs worked it out. Were you happy with the penalty you got for that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, there's no other, I don't think there's another option. Um, obviously, I didn't deserve the win. So I, I was in second before the corner and I'm second now. Were you surprised that Shane didn't accept the opportunity to redress? Uh, no, no. He, like you said, he's smart. He he knows what he's doing. So, um, yeah, I'm, it's it's no concern off, uh, for for me. If an opportunity to redress has been offered and a driver chooses to not take it, do you feel like it should be case closed and that you've given them a chance to redress at that point? So it should be play on. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Because could we see more of this You're happening deep. now? <laughs> You're digging deep. I don't, th I don't think so. Um, obviously, I spun him and he was leading the race, so he deserves the win. Um, whether it's, you know, I tried to give him position back. If he doesn't want to take it, that's on him. But, yeah, I'm not going to start inventing rules. Um, the results, I think, as we sit here, is sort of what it deserves to be for today's race. So, yeah, it all works out. You tried to apologise, obviously, in, in Park Ferme. Your thoughts on, on how that played out? Uh, all, all good, yeah. No dramas. Straight after the media conference, Van Gisbergen rushed off to visit Tony Quinn in hospital. Quinn is recovering from a big crash in Saturday's Porsche Carrera Cup race. Of course, we all wish Tony well for a speedy recovery. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and that full interview with Supercar's founding father, Tony Cochran. Really, 
you won't want to miss it. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 